Welcome to The Table, where three women of three generations are navigating together how to pursue God as Father, Jesus as Lord, and Spirit as Shepherd through every stage of life. It doesn't always look pretty, and it's never perfect, but we're always aiming to sharpen each other as iron on iron. So sister, pull up a chair, settle in, and get ready to grow with us in today's episode of The Iron Women. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Iron Women podcast. Uh, We are in our season finale episode. This will be our final one. I know, right? It is. It's worth celebrating. We've had a lot of fun. We have cackled a whole lot. Um, And so we wanted to do something a little bit special for this episode. And so we have reached out to our listeners and we have asked all of you to send in some uh, Q&A questions that we could maybe go through some topics that y'all were wanting us to discuss and dive into. Um, we have taken some of those questions and actually put them on to season two to do entire episodes. So if you don't hear your question asked, we are going to get to them. Uh, but we just kind of thought that they were a little bit bigger than like a Q&A, like just a simple answer. And so we wanted to do them justice. And so we've stuck them on to a list that we will answer in, in future seasons for y'all. But before we get into this Q&A, we are going to open up with our first fun cup question, uh, which is, what's your Starbucks order? Go. So this came to be because <laughs> we are all crazy. this morning, <laughs> we got treated to Starbucks because it's we're celebrating, you know, finale season one. This is our last time recording for this season. And I was like, we need Starbucks to celebrate, <laughs> which and which we all appreciate. So I yes. said, what is y'all's yes. orders? So everyone say what they wanted today. Okay, so I'm on keto right now. So um, someone helped me figure out a drink this week. And is VT Venti? Venti, it's the large, large. Size. Okay, Venti iced latte, quad, four pumps, sugar-free vanilla, heavy cream. And I have just taken like my last sip. So for all of you who are keto dieting right Mm -hmm. now, that is the drink that y'all want to get on. Yes. If you are not keto dieting right now or dieting at all, (laughs) you're going to want to get the matcha latte. Uh, That's that's been my go to drink ever since they came out with it. I I am told it tastes a little bit like grass. I don't know. Apparently, apparently I like grass because it (laughs) looks a little grass An iced matcha latte with an extra scoop of matcha. I want it to be dark green. She Dark wanted it green, to be y'all. extra matcha. <laughs> I didn't um, even know what matcha was <laughs> until like today. It's grass, basically. Yeah, it's, <laughs> real. it's grass. Leaves ground up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With so, lots of sugar. <laughs> yeah. Um, mine today. Oh, let's see. Here we go. <laughs> I have like six or seven that I keep on my list in my Starbucks app that I, you know, revisit on a regular basis. Um, mine today was the venti chocolate cream cold brew. Mm. I always add coconut milk to every single one of my Starbucks drinks, unless it is one of the oat milk oat milk shaken espressos. Obviously, it already has the oat milk in it. But I like the flavor of coconut milk. So any of my other drinks, I always add coconut milk. And then I always double whatever amount of pumps of syrup they naturally put in there. I'd say double that. Yes. So you need it sweet. Yes. It originally comes (laughs) with three, I guess, for the venti. And I said double. And so it says six pumps of vanilla syrup for my venti. 
Yeah. So that's what I got today. Yeah. But so I when will we're say, in the car all together, Daddy's driving, and we go through a Starbucks. Erica thing. has to roll down her window. Well, Erica has to <laughs> lean over Daddy, yeah. and because yes. when that actually happened on a vacation last yeah. year, it's because the window on my side was broken. Yeah. <laughs> so we looked ridiculous in the Starbucks drive-through because my dad pulls up and he's he doesn't know what he's doing there. Yeah. The yeah. man's never been. So give, me, give me some coffee. And, yeah. I need three of them. And so he can't even pronounce. The, you know, half the words on the menu. So he like leans forward and you should, my head pops out the window <laughs> yeah. and I can only imagine what we looked like to yeah. the other people in the drive-thru. But I, you know, I ordered correctly for yeah. everybody. You're welcome. Daddy um, calls it her, um, eight bucks, eight bucks drink. Yeah. Not like, when are we going to eight bucks? Where are we going to eight bucks? That's yeah. actually really good because my drinks, by the time I add all the stuff all I the want, stuff. It's like, yeah, it is seven and eight (laughs) dollars. So, yeah, that's very true. But I will say one quick plug. I can't my my life changing moment of Starbucks is when they do the pumpkin cream cold brew. I cannot Mm. preach that enough. I believe it's coming this year. Well, by the time you're listening to this, you can already get it. But Mm. we're filming this um, in August and it's coming August 29th. I think it's the release date. Oh, I can't, wait. I can't wait for that day. You can have it for the spiritual growth workshop. I, there no, I you will. Go. I will be having one. <laughs> and she'll bring us one. Oh, okay. And yeah, I, we like I'm that. down for that. <laughs> <laughs> I never said that, but <laughs> just bring me a Dunkin' Donut coffee with six creams in it. Oh, I will say Dunkin' Donuts has an iced matcha latte too. And it's what, like half the price? And just yes, they are cheaper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. So anyways... That is our fun cup question. I I hope that y'all had fun with that because we did. So um, we are moving into our question and answers. Man, okay, y'all sent in some some questions. You know, we were thinking that like you guys. What's your favorite color? (laughs) Do you have any pets at home? And and y'all were like, I want deep theological discussions of what the correct answer to this would be. And so, uh, yeah, we've, we've narrowed them down. We've got quite a few that we're going to try and work through. We'll get through as many as we can. And like I said, if we don't answer your question, do not be dismayed. It will go on a list for future season topics and all that stuff. So we'll try and get to all of them. Um, okay. So first things first, first question is how can I rejoice in trials? How can I persevere when life gets tough? Simple answer, make a choice. Yeah, I would say make a choice. Um, it you can because the Bible says it's possible. Mm. So it's not a, you know can I? Yes, you can. The answer is yes, but it's um, it's the practices and the patterns and the habits that you were doing before the trial comes that yes. is the make or break. Which yeah. is Mama? What is she's talking about? Is making yeah. choices before the trial actually arrives? Yeah, yeah. I will say. Um, we try and create an environment of Thanksgiving in our home. And um, there's always something to rejoice about. There's always something to be thankful for. Yeah. And even when my kids are like bickering back and forth at each other and stuff or or whatever, they're, they're just negative in general. I'm like, I want five things that you're positive for right now. Like five things that you're thankful for. Five things that the Lord's doing in your life. I mean, my husband and I even have to do this with yeah. each other. Yeah. And it, it causes something to happen in your heart. And now all of a sudden what was so negative and so terrible and so awful all of a sudden becomes, you know what, that might be a circumstance that's in our life right now. However, God has still given us so much to be thankful for. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely a mentality. Okay. Two, are we living in the end times? Are natural disasters sending us a message? 
I have nothing to say here because I'm not studied up on this topic at all. But what my, the only thing that comes to mind, this is not a biblical based answer. Okay. Is almost, I have a question for the question. Yeah. Because my thing would be, hasn't there always been natural disasters? Yeah. So, you know, my answer to this was when it says, are we living? Who knows? No one knows. No one knows if we're living in the end times. My mother and father thought they were living in the end times. My yeah. grandparents thought they were living in the end times. And and to hear some people now, they say we're living in it. Now, overall, yes. Yeah. The next thing on the calendar is yeah, the end times. Yeah. Okay. That's kind, of where, that's kind of where I've always gone with it. I'm like, yeah. well, when Christ ascended, the end times began, or yeah. at least like the progression of them, right. you know? And so- I think what people are wanting to say is in the next... Five to ten years in our lifetime is it, it going to be? Gonna, who knows? Everyone um, has always thought it's been their lifetime yeah. too. And I think to, what Eric was saying is um, we're just more aware of right. like okay when the scriptures say wars and rumors of wars and stuff, we're just more aware of it now. Yeah, right? it's always been happening. The world life since the beginning of time has been awful and sinful and corrupt. Yep, we're just more aware of it now. So who knows? Live as if today. Yeah. Is the day. That's the real focus. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. Question within the question. Like, are are you living as if it is? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, okay. Three. What is the difference between primary, secondary, tertiary doctrines? Uh, so in the We Are Church Girls series, episode two, um, how to choose, leave, and handle conflict. This, um, these words kind of came up. And so we wanted to, some, someone had a question about like revisiting those. Like, can you tell me exactly what those three things are? So I think Deanna, you'd probably, you, you speak yeah, on this and a lot. I, I think it is more of a, this is a bigger concept. Yes, it um, really is. Because, okay, if, if you just, you know, look at different things online, different um, denominations and stuff, um, for me, primary is very the doctrines, and I, yeah. I hold to a Baptistic doctrine. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, doctrines are just like, that's primary. I don't budge on those things. They're black and so, white. So, like, They're give me an example on. of a primary, like, Jesus Christ is God. There's yeah. only Virgin one way birth. to God. Right. And yes. One way of salvation. You know, the Bible yeah. is inerrant. Yeah. Like, it's like black and white. The Bible gives the very clear answer. There's no need for interpretation or even talk about it. like it's right. Clear. But the yes. thing is, we do have different people that don't interpret things even doctrinally the same way. Yeah. So that's why I say I, I really didn't want to get into the details of each one. It's just that primary things. You, I will not budge on yeah. because I, I believe scripture is very clear on these things. It's important. Secondary comes into, well, like, you know, I, I know some brothers and sisters in Christ that they just interpret this a little differently. Yeah. And so I can still fellowship with them. Yes. I can still, you know, um, learn from them and their teachers. Right. And then tertiary is stuff that just... You know, uh, I don't know. Some people call it more preference. Yeah. Um, you know, my husband Style used to say. Style of worship music. Yeah. Um, so one way of looking at it is like um, primary is would I die for this? You know, my yes. husband says this a lot. I'm going to say this. I'm going to die for it. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to die for certain things. I, I hope I die for the primary yeah. things. I don't know. Yeah. So it's a big one. It differs. I, I looked at a lot of different things on this. Yeah. And um, because there's so many different categories. Too. Yes. Yeah. So you can have primary secondary, tertiary in, you know, doctrine and then in methods, some people even do. So, yeah. 
Um, too big to talk about. It's a, it's but a go big back question, and yeah, but... listen to that episode in the We Are Church Girl series because we spent, I think, like five, six minutes talking about that literal question. So yeah. go back and listen to that. Yeah. And I will have a link for Erica um, of a, an article that I felt like, you know, gave some stuff to it. So yeah. I'll have that. Oh, over. another really good resource, too, that we can link to the bottom of this is gotquestions.org. Their yeah. stuff is pretty like, if yeah, you, pretty good. Yeah. yeah. If you have questions, you can kind of type it in there and they're a pretty, pretty solid resource. So, um, okay. Next question. Legalism, oh, cool. getting out, how to avoid signs of it. Mm. Now this is not an area that I, uh, have a background in or, or anything. Um, and so I don't think that I have much to say on this, but I, I think know. a lot of what we've threaded throughout so many of our episodes kind of touches mm, on this. Sure. So it's kind of an overarching um, a topic that we've already we've touched on many times. But I think to answer what it's saying, getting out how to avoid signs, blah, blah, blah. Um, it comes down to like what's the heart behind the the doing yeah. Uh, like we just talked about this in our spiritual growth plan episodes, like what's mm-hmm. your heart? What's your motivation? Um, are you doing it because a man's telling you to do it? If it's not found in the Bible, that's mer- maybe where I would question, uh, you know, s- throw some red flags. Um, but it's. Okay. I mean, yeah. Well, legalism, you have legalism and salvation justification and legalism and sanctification. Okay. So if you are going to a church and you're realizing there's some legalism in um, justification, so that is um, that Jesus Christ is the way, truth, and the life. Oh, and then I'm baptized. Oh, um, and then I still got to try to do good. So some, some denominations, some churches teach that there's something along with salvation. That is true legalism. That is what, um, that's what Paul was speaking to in Galatians that the false teachers were coming in and speaking to that. And so there's some people in the, in the legalism world that, you know, that aren't legalistic in salvation that get really offended if you call them legalistic because they're not legalistic in salvation. But you'll start seeing that con- that that concept being moved into the sanctification process. Yes. And they want to start dictating what sanctification looks like for each individual person. Yeah. And so the the scary thing about that is if you allow some of that legalism into sanctification, your thoughts and your mindset starts going in that direction that I have to do this to do this. And it can eventually lead your thoughts going to, well, like, is that person even really saved Mm. if they don't this or that? So it can morph into legalism when it comes to salvation. So salvation is by faith alone, through Christ alone and grace alone and all those alones. And sanctification is we do it the same way. So I was, I was raised with some of these rules in my life. The problem is some people taught them that you had to have that to really be a Christian. You know, like I come on, like I at one time said to a pastor, I said, I don't right now believe that someone can be a Christian and smoke. Hmm. I made that statement Hmm. because I was so in that environment Hmm. that even my thought of legalism and sanctification, it just kind of fell into, I started thinking, yeah. And so that's where you have to be careful. That's where you have to be careful. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's so funny because smoking was like one of the last things that the Lord took from me. Like in as far as like the <laughs> really bad behaviors, yeah. you know, I, like, I, I just think I'm ridiculous when I think back to those days. <laughs> well, yeah. it's, it's just funny. Like, and you know, and I was like, I was full blown pursuit. Like, I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> A lot of it in like, from my experience yeah. was, um, basing things more on our comfortability rather than Bible verses. <laughs> Yeah. It's like what makes us comfortable and what makes us uncomfortable being around people. So we would make up man-made additions sure. to what the Bible says. So if it's like not in the Bible, then like it's fine to have a preference. Yeah. It's fine for if it makes you comfortable. Mm -hmm. yeah. But like don't go imposing your preferences. Yes. Yeah. If impose what's in the Bible. Like yes. impose mm -hmm. that on people all day long. But if you can't have a verse, like a clear cut verse and yeah. you're gonna die on that hill. Yeah. Uh yeah. red flag. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay. Next question is biblical finances, spending, budgeting. Do we have any tips or ideas about those? Uh, yeah. And um, <laughs> this, this came from, uh, we had, we have a mega church, you know, a very well-known mega church in our area mm -hmm. and the former pastor of it um, was starting to make a statement that I, I noticed was kind of like, um, you know, seeping out through our community and it yeah. eventually came, I went, I'm like, yeah, he's right. So as a believer, we're kind of taught this thing of, oh, you know, 10% belongs to God. 10% belongs to God. Yeah. And I loved it. He's like, yeah, the 10% belongs to God, but so does the 90%. Amen. And so, okay. So, um, I'm going to say something here that me and my husband say, you know, that the tithing thing is, is it a strict, hard and fast? I will not go to that, that point, sure. but give to the Lord, give to the Lord. Mm -hmm. And whether you want to say 10% or 20%, 100% of the money God gives you belongs to him. It's mm -hmm. on loan to you. Yeah. How are you using it? Yeah. 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 I would say it's like the first thing that comes to mind is just the mindset behind your money. Yep. If you're like, well, this is my money. How much should I be giving to God? Well, it's not your money. Yeah. It's yeah. like you just said on loan. It's a, it's stewardship mindset yeah. more yeah. than how much does he get? It's well, how much can I give? Yeah. Kind yeah. of mindset. Yeah. And yeah. it's not just, you know, I mean, the question was about money, but it's more like your time. It, it's stewardship everything. bleeds into yeah. everything, yeah. but specifically about this person. Um, I mean, the fact that, you are budgeting is a good thing yeah. in the question. I'm assuming just from the question, there's some budgeting tips. I mean, budgeting, like planning out, just like with a spiritual growth plan, putting a plan mm -hmm. with what you are stewarding, whether it's money or time, your family, whatever. Being intentional. Being with intentional your money. with where you're placing yeah. it is important. Yeah. Yeah. My husband likes to put it as he wants to um, participate in what God's already doing. Yeah. You know, and mm -hmm. he looks at it as an opportunity to do that. And just a uh, little tip. And this is funny because I used to be legalistic about this um, with the whole online giving and mm -hmm. like setting up an automatic payment or mm -hmm. whatever. I used to be like, no, because the Bible tells me to do that joyfully. And how am I going to do that joyfully if it's always <laughs> if it just comes out automatically, blink, blink, blink. then it's not even and then it's not even something I'm doing anymore. OK, so anyways, sorry. Yes, I am mocking myself because yeah. uh, the Lord has recently. Well, not recently, but anyways, whatever. Now I do the online giving thing like it is just something that automatically comes mm. out and it's like it's done through our church's website or whatever. And it is it's something that I don't have to 
think about because sometimes we're busy and I, I'm t not every Friday do I have the chance to like sit down and like divvy out mm -hmm. and, and do all the things. So it's, it's nice that I just mm -hmm. kind of have that, that automatically, um, you know, and that's and you can just tell the Lord when you set that up, Lord, here you go. Whenever Love this comes yes. out, no, and this we is did, my heart behind it. And, yeah. and I did do that. Like that really did happen. Like when I first like went and sat this down, I like prayed, had a conversation with him. I'm like, Lord, I give this up. Like I I'm giving this to you. Yeah. You know, my heart, you know, that we're trying to live in a steward like mindset. Like if this is going to help us to do that more mm, yeah. uh, efficiently, then, you know, I thank you, Lord. Thank you yeah. for providing that ability to be able to do that. Well, I think, and, and just, that's the realistic thing of some people just don't understand why they have to tithe or give or whatever. I'm like, ministry costs money. Yes. Yeah. And so um, one thing I did want to say to this is if, if you know, you're a, a single woman out there, or maybe, you know, you're not, you're, your family even together doesn't make a whole lot of money. And you come to that point where you're like, oh, we just can't afford to give to God's work right now. Mm. Be very careful. Be very yeah. careful. Um, I know it's a, it's a huge temptation when you're like, I don't even know how I'm going to buy food. Um, I, I want to tell you that we have been there. Yeah. We have been there. And I want to say, I'm thankful to a husband that says, oh, oh no, Deanna, no, Deanna, this stays first. Yeah. Absolutely. He even, he even had to, he trained me in this way, you know, cause this was him and I submit to him. He's like, my grandma used to would send me some money every once in a while. And he's like, um, did you, did you tithe from that? I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. And so, but you know what? It's changed my mindset too. Yeah. And I can't out give God. Yeah. So, um, just be mindful of how you're using your money. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Okay, next question. Salvation in very young children and how to know when to move forward with baptism when they are so young. Mama's a good example of this. She's the youngest I've ever heard. Yeah. When she got Yes, because I was a child prodigy genius. She was. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, okay, so we don't know when yeah. a child will understand um, I was three and a half, almost four years old. It, it was just kind of around yeah. my family. And so what my short answer to this was, keep the conversation open with your kids. Yes. And um, just keep asking and answering questions. Yes. Make the, the truth that they need to um, place their trust and Christ in him as savior and, and you know, the gospel. Yeah. Make sure your kids know the gospel from you, mom and dad. Yeah. Not yep. just from the Sunday school teacher. Yes. Because as, as little children, they're going to have lots of questions and concerns. And so Erica, you know, when she was saved, it was a one and done deal. Yeah. Jonathan, you know, we joke because, um, <laughs> he was saved like 12 times. He was saved like 12 times. And we like <laughs> taking the vacation Bible school and they'd come at the end of the week, you know, and they'd have that little card. Yeah. We're so excited to tell you that Jonathan got saved. And we would be like, Oh, great. Jonathan went through yeah. a summer of so many VBSs <laughs> where he'd get, he got saved every time by yeah. Friday night. Yeah, yeah, he did. He got saved um, a few Time. He had a tender little heart that got yeah. convicted yes. every time he heard yes. it. Yes. yes. And yep. so, um, you know, but that was okay. Yeah. We just talked about it to that. Yeah. And then as far as baptism, 
when they understand, yes. you know, and, and I, I, I got baptized when I was seven. Yeah. So it was a few years. And I, I know like you see in the Bible, like salvation and then immediate baptism. Yeah. And if that can happen, let it happen. Mm-hmm. But you know, the, it, the Bible doesn't say a time period yeah. in between, but just keep the conversation going. When you have baptism at church, yeah. bring them in, yes. let them see. Yeah. I know one of the things I did, I teach a kinder church class with three to five-year-olds. And with every group I have, um, one time we take a field trip to the baptistry. Yeah. And it's the, I mean, we'll all walk, walk them in a little line after <laughs> church and we all walk up and we all go down into the baptistry <laughs> and and, you know, I let them see it's not scary. It's yes. kind of fun. Yes. And and just keep the conversation open. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it works. Yeah. I will say, um, so I've, I've got two younger boys and they were both, um, sa- Isaac was saved at uh, four and then Sammy was saved at five. Um, neither of them have been baptized. Mm-hmm. I've, and I also, um, I, I did not force salvation on my kids. I very openly had a conversation. I would ask them at certain times, like, you know, do you want to place your faith in Jesus Christ? And they would point blank, tell me, no, I'd be like, okay, it's cool. <laughs> and yeah. it's like, move on, you know, like the Lord's not opening their hearts to it yet. And, um, hopefully yet. Um, uh, but anyways, they, they have both professed Christ and, um, and we have, we've talked about baptism. Um, Isaac now sits in the big kid church with us and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so he gets to see it and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has, he's curiously asked me like, mama, do I have to do that? I'm like, well, and I just explain it to him. You know, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a, it's an open profession. You're telling everyone around you, you're not ashamed that Christ is, is your Lord and savior. And you're telling everyone that, that you're living a life that is, that is his, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I just try and kind of keep the, conversation open. Um, I, I will tell you the first time that I asked him, like, well, do you want to be baptized? He flat? No, no, absolutely not. (laughs) I was like, okay, that's cool. But now he's starting to be like, well, can you go with me? I'm like, that's a good question. (laughs) 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 You know, but I'm like, I don't, I'm not sure, babe, but you know, like, let's just keep talking about it and everything. Um, and then Sammy, Sammy is still bless his little heart. He's still just clueless on it. And I don't think it would be profitable at all to like bring it up and start having the conversations. So, but he hears us talking about it and everything, you know? So that's just my personal, like, I don't have kids. kids. I don't have kids. So I don't have any experience in this personally, but I've seen like at VBS camps or like I've heard, like maybe one thing I would say to this is don't spoon feed your children mm-hmm. getting into like get them saved spoon whatever like don't be in that conversation just because maybe they asked like a question they yeah. heard about something in Sunday school or, kinder, yeah. or you know whatever and or maybe one of their friends got saved and they're like what does that even mean like don't like then be like well do you believe Jesus is the only one blah 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 blah, blah. do you read Romans 8 blah blah blah, blah. Yeah. yes yes you do honey yeah yeah and they're yeah. gonna be like well, yeah, mom, whatever. You're shaking your head yes <laughs> yeah. and putting in a positive inflection. I'm going to agree with mom and dad. Right, exactly. And then be like, yay, honey, you're saved. Like, yeah. And then go tell everybody, like, just be careful, like, that the, the yeah, child. Yeah, you don't want to give your child a false yeah. um, assumption that they yep. are saved, a false assurance. Um, I think, you know, we, throughout many years of ministry now, I've had, you know, times where a, a mother or a father will call Jeff like, Hey, my kids want to, and, and I don't, and okay. And, and I, and they don't know what to say and all this. And I'm like, okay, first of all, don't panic. <laughs> yeah. Don't panic. Um, it's just another, it, it is an important conversation with your children, but I will say this mom and dad, you better know how to share the gospel. Yep. 
You better know how to share the gospel. There's nothing more sad to me than a woman coming to me that's been in church all her life and cannot lead her child to the Lord. Okay, well, let's let's give you a resource to put in your hands too. Yeah. The exchange is it the exchange.org? We'll we'll make sure to link. Uh, I'll the find resource. the link and put it yeah. in the show yeah. yeah, because the exchange, it's not just the exchange. The yeah. yeah, it's it's something. But anyways, it literally is like there are pamphlets, there are little videos. It's a resource that walks you through how to share mm-hmm. salvation in Christ. And ex- like, I mean, it's a really simple little thing that you can follow. Um, study that. Know that. I mean, at, for everyone, not even just a, a mom with kids who needs to present the gospel. Like we are, we need to present the gospel. Like we need to be well-versed and be able to do that. So, um, but yeah, and I, and I will say, man, if God is giving your child faith to believe, you just know it. Like I've, I have had the privilege of being there for both of mine. And I remember so distinctly, like Isaac and I were talking about heaven and like what heaven's going to be like and, you know, and just how, how wonderful and stuff it's going to be. And Sammy had, had, we had had the conversation probably like three times before this, every single time Sammy was like, no, (laughs) no. (laughs) And I was like, okay, you know, (laughs) and just kept praying, you know, because I, I know that just because I'm a Christian, God doesn't owe me salvation for my children, you know? And so I just, I remember when Isaac asked the question, well, is Sammy going to be there? Is Sammy going to be in heaven? Mm. And I answered him honestly. And I said, well, I don't know, honey, because only people who believe in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior are in heaven. And Sammy hasn't done that. Yeah. And Sammy was like, I want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, that was my good thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, he was like, wait a minute. I don't want to. So, but anyways. Um, so yeah. Okay. Moving on to the next question. Um, how to know and communicate your spouse's love language. Ask them and then do it. <laughs> do, for, for those of you who don't know what love language are, there's, there's a book. It's called the five love languages. It's mm-hmm. gift giving. Uh, acts of service, words of affirmation, time, time, quality time, and acts of, do we already service. say acts of ser- service, acts of- giving time words. And- well, yeah. But more just simply like, so you don't get, Oh, what are, I, do I need to do this yeah, Bible study? No. Just go to your spouse and say, How what do you, can I yeah. do to show you? I love you. Yeah. So when Jeff comes to me, I say, I like when you buy me things. You know, no, no. I yeah. like all the languages. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I know, right? Just ask, communicate, yeah. and then just start doing it. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And don't put mine would be because I tend to, to ask the question and then he'll give me his honest answer. They'll be like, well, something else. Like, give me another way I can do it. I don't want to do that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We tend to want to give how, how we, we like to how receive. How we like to, yep. And, yeah. and that yeah. may not be the way that your spouse receives love. Yeah. So there's a little, we can link another resource below the five love languages. Yeah. It's like a 10 minute test. If you don't know, that might be like a fun thing to do on date night or something. Yeah. Um, and it gives you ideas. It gives you all practical stuff. So we can link that uh, in the show notes below as well. Okay. Next question. What is appropriate to watch on TV? TV or movies. I know most is common sense, but some that have a handful of language or some worldly behavior, are those okay? Um, to just tune out the bad. Yeah. To just tune out the bad, like to continue watching and just kind of, and, and not pay attention to those things. Mm-hmm. 
this is a hard question because it's so personal. Like what, what is your testimony? What do you struggle with sin wise? Like if you struggle with pornography, do not watch movies that have nudity. I have a good example of this. So like I went through a season of, um, in college where I really enjoyed and got obsessed with watching a certain reality TV series that all the other college girls loved to watch. Um, and I realized about six seasons in that it was affecting me and how I was in my single season, how it was affecting me thinking about love and relationships and guys and blah, blah, blah. Mm. Um, it really did affect my mind. And that for me was when it was a signal, like Erica, this is starting to change your mindset on something compared to what my word says. Um, so he literally told me, he's like, I don't want you to watch anymore. And he took the desire away from me, which was a big deal because I literally just went like one day I was like, I don't want to watch it anymore. Yeah. Like I just have, not that there was, you know, well, I won't go into that, but for some people, you know, I, I knew a guy that taught at my Christian school growing up, uh, one of our teachers that he grew up on a certain type of music, like a non-Christian certain genre of like secular music. Yeah. Um, before he got saved and he listened to that so much and it was connected to him to a sin habit. Yes. Um, that once he got saved, he's like, I know I can listen to that still, but right. I personally can't because yeah. it draws me to sin personally. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, there's okay. So let's just be honest about this. There's not a whole lot out there that um, when the question said appropriate, you know, I have this little thing that I keep on my coffee table um, and says, whatever things are pure and honest and good and just and all this think on these things. And, you know, sometimes I just catch myself and then there's something on TV and then I'm sitting there and that thing's right there. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think that's qualifies in these <laughs> things. Um, and so that's why you have to be really careful. I don't give my opinion on specific things, one until I'm asked. So if I have someone kind of, what do you think about this? So I try to listen to their scenario and like, is this affecting you? And, and so I try not to like, you know, um, oh, you watch that. Yeah. Um, you know, because you can go into so many different, you know, you could say any show right now and I could probably pull out of it something that, you know, so I think it's, you know, as moms and dads, that are walking with the Lord, um, you have a huge responsibility to be very cautious what you let your children watch. Absolutely. And um, so, yeah, this is this is not something, you know, I can answer for someone else. Yeah, it's a, it's a really personalized question. But if you were the person who wrote that in, um, or you just have a little bit more, you just want to flesh that out a little bit more, ask someone who you trust and who you um, have evaluated their their walk with Christ and someone that you admire or look up to in that way and ask them personally, like get before them and, ju- and just say, Hey, you know, I've been watching this and like, what's your opinion? And then we can ask a little bit more like mm-hmm. deeper questions yeah. and figure out who you are and, and all that stuff. A too. really good resource um, that I'll also put oh, in the yeah. link is something that our family has used for years for mm-hmm. movies specifically. Yes. It's called pluggedin.org. Yes. Um, I think it's based off of like a radio station that started doing this, but they literally review pretty Focus much ev- on the family. 
Oh, yeah, it, it is focused yeah, on family. Focus on family. Mm-hmm. They review in a really balanced way, just mm-hmm. by they don't insert their opinion. They just put like break mm-hmm. it down into facts. Of well, they like, tell you the exact bad words, the exact they, amount yeah, of bad they words. They describe if there's a type of scene in yes. there. Yeah. yeah. So and there is another one too that we should link. It's called Vid Angel, and you can like set up your subscriptions under Vid Angel, and you can literally take have them take out all the profanity, like all the sex yeah. scenes, yeah. all of you know anything that's inappropriate that you don't want to watch, and then you. Watch watch it through VidAngel and they like basically censor it just, for yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. It. yeah. So, um, okay. What does each of your prayer habits discipline look like? So I didn't know how this question was meant. I didn't know if it was specifically just about prayer or is she talking about like our, our spiritual disciplines in general? So, uh, I went the prayer route. If that's specifically what they were asking about, like what mm-hmm. does it look like when I pray? Yeah. Um, I tried it. My my mindset is not again to be too legalistic about it. It's yes. more I'm talking to a real being. Yes. Like I am talking to a real being. Yeah. I don't need to come in with this lofty language. He's my father. Mm-hmm. I also engage with Jesus, um, yeah. who's my friend and shepherd. I yeah. also engage with the Holy Spirit. So I try to engage all three when I pray. But it yeah. also depends, like if I'm praying over my food, like that's yeah. going to look different than you know my closet, closet time prayer. prayer. Yeah. Um, so it really depends. It's not a certain length. It's really just having a real conversation. And I try my best to not talk the whole time. Yeah. Like, like talking in my head or out loud. What See, I try to sit and listen, let him talk. I have had to separate those two because <laughs> I can't not talk. Yeah. So I have to be like really <laughs> intentional about like, okay, no, Lauren, this is not your turn. <laughs> like, yeah. and I know that that sounds ridiculous, but it's, it's because I'm a talker. Am I yeah. a talker? I'm a talker. Uh, no, none of us are talkers. <laughs> no. Yeah. And so yeah. I have, I've had to be really um, like, this is my silence and solitude with God. And it's, it's very, very, um, I quiet my mind. I try and picture like, um, Jesus, maybe like the face of Jesus or like even God sitting on his throne. Mm. I know it's like a really hard thing to kind of visualize, but like, I don't know, he's faithful in it every time, or even just like a, a light. I don't know. I don't want to get like all weird with you guys, but anyways, it's, I try and visualize in, in my mind, um, that I'm in the presence of God. And I just, I quiet my own words. And, um, it was, it, is it the pause app that teaches you this, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that to like, every time that your mind just like wanders, you just say, Jesus, Jesus, or like, and now all of a sudden you're thinking about like the bills that are due Jesus, Jesus. Or to just say, okay, Lord, my, my mind's going to the bills. I trust you for them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this one I've got, I need you to help pay yep. it or, yeah. you know, just if, if the so mind like re- does stray, yes. just bring that before God. Yeah. And it is yeah. a discipline and it has taken me <laughs> quite a long time. Like, I think Deanna, you've talked about this previous, mm. um, when I first started, I had about five <laughs> seconds of like of non squirrel moments. Um, and now it has grown pretty significantly. I will mm-hmm. say like, I'm able to quiet myself, but, and then my prayer, um, same, same kind of thing. Like I engage with like all three, like father, son, Holy spirit. Um, it's funny that you said that I've never like actually realized that I do that, Mm -hmm. but I, but I do do that for different scenarios or different things that I'm praying for, you know? Um, and I always, I don't know. And this might just be like my personality type, but I always start in like 
man, God, you are so freaking amazing. Adoration. Like, yes, mm-hmm. like you are just so awesome. And I'm, I'm, I'm so thankful for what you've done and given to me. And it always starts from there. And then it's, I don't know, it's kind of organic. Like it flows into different, what I need, yeah. what, you know, maybe someone else, like a prayer need in our family or something. Um, they hand out in our church, they do, um, have these like little sheets for how to, how we pray for our missionaries and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, sometimes I'll have that in front of me. Um, just, just different kind of things, but it's, yeah, that's what my prayer habit looks like. Yeah. Well, if you just put prayer and what it is, is prayers, communication with God and mine looks different every day. Um, I try to get aspects of a closet prayer, a talking to God yeah. prayer and a listening every day looks different every day and I do it at different times throughout the day. Um, the corporate prayer, I really try to um, make that happen as often as I can. Um, if I'm with a group of people, um, with church people and um, yeah, just making it just part of my every day. And so I think the hardest one to do is just the focus where I do like you yes. know, the worship aspect and the Thanksgiving and then thinking of others. And then, but um, yeah, it's just, I, I think when, when I start thinking about like, this is where my power comes from. And there is a lot of power in prayer. When I, when I really just acknowledge that in my mind, it just drives me to prayer. Yeah. Um, I don't know of a Christian that could sit and say, my prayer life is amazing. Yeah. You know? Um, So, yeah. So, yeah, I have a habit. I have some disciplines and it looks different. Yeah. But in essence, it's just a communicating with God. Yeah. Yeah. There's a really good book. It's called A Praying Life by Paul Miller. Uh, We can link that too if you guys want a resource on prayer because that one's pretty fantastic. Um, okay. As wives, what is something? Wives club. Yes. (laughs) What is something that you feel you sacrifice for your husband? Everything. I'm just kidding. My husband's list. My husband, my husband's bad. My husband's (laughs) sorry. I didn't mean that. That has split personalities. My husband singular. We have one of those. He happens to listen to our episode every week. So I have to be careful what I say here. Um, what is something you feel you sacrifice good or bad? I mean, marriage is a lot of sacrifice. It's just the nature of it. It's a give and take. It's a lot of compromise. Just it's two human beings, you know, having to mesh. Um, So like practically speaking, it's just like being willing. I'll be honest. I probably he sacrifices more for me than I do for him. Like I'll just say that right up. He has more shifted into coming my way on a lot of things (laughs) than I have his way. But um, I try to just not be as uptight about things around the house that I personally would want other ways. And he has done great about, you know, compromising on how I want the bed made, how I want the laundry done, how I want the dishes done. (laughs) He does all of those things really well. There's just one or two things left that I try to just, Just you know what? It's not worth fighting Mm -hmm. about, bickering, bringing up every time he does it differently than I would prefer. Yeah. So it's like control. I've sacrificed a certain level. I have a lot more to sacrifice, but I would say control is one for me. Okay. I now am very well aware of how the toilet paper goes on to the toilet paper holder. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this was a thing. Really? 
Well, he, you know, he said that it's girly for the, for it to be like an underflap. Yes. It's manly to pull over the top. So yeah, that's one thing. Um, mm. Like Mark is, bless his heart. He just, he likes things to be a certain way. And um, I have had to push against <laughs> those things. I am Mark. Or I'm <laughs> um, no, but I, I don't know. Now I, I will say, the Lord has shifted my heart in this area. I used to be really probably like annoyed with how particular um, he has a tendency to be. But now I've like, I'm almost like appreciative of it because he, he does have a certain way that he does things. And I appreciate that he brings more order to my life, more structure, um, to, to my life. So yeah, but there's been some things the way I squeeze the toothpaste, (laughs) actually I bought little dispensers, (laughs) So that I don't, and he hates yeah. the dispenser, but he's caved on that for me. So, hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, we've been married 30 some years. And so, you know, we, we both like the house basically the same way. Not, yeah. not too super, you know, like we clean mm-hmm. six hours every week. But I think for me, um, as far as like a true sacrifice, it has to do with my husband's calling in his profession. So I've never been able to just be part of a process of just choosing a church and just being a uh, a really just good member of a church. Mm. There's there is a sacrifice um, because church life is such a huge part of the Christian's life that, and I've talked to other pastors' wives wives about this. Um, even though I love the church I'm at right now, there is a definite sacrifice walking in as the pastor's wife, yeah, as opposed to just walking in as a member of the church. So that, and um, I think the other thing too has just been, um, you know, just a lifestyle, yeah, a lifestyle. And um, I won't say much more there because I do love what I do. Mm. Um, and I love being a pastor's wife. Um, I'm glad God's given me that. Yeah. But as far as sacrificing, um, you know, I don't feel like I really sacrifice anything. But um, he, he, I'd like to spend money more. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, a few a few degrees of temperature every <laughs> yeah. night. Um, oh, yeah. That's, I yeah. do sacrifice that. <laughs> um, and, you know, my husband's an introvert and I'm an extrovert. Mm. And so... I would probably have um, just people in and out of my house constantly. Yeah. Uh, and I we ha- we have a lot of people in a lot for a, a being married to an introvert. Yeah. But I have to um, guard like his yeah. Saturdays yeah. and Sundays. I have to guard those. Yeah. And so um, yeah, I'd I'd probably be a lot more fluid. Like yeah, just come on over yeah. and. But I have to guard that for him. Yeah. So that, you know, I think it has more to do with what his calling is. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, Next question. If you could tell your younger self something, what would you want her to know or to tell her? Mm, Mine's pretty simple on this. Go for it. I I would have loved to known, what is it, teenage. I I wish at 12 and 13 years old, someone taught me um, who I was in Christ. Yeah. And God's sovereignty really um, taught me God's sovereignty and goodness Mm. um, within the context of who I am in Christ. Yeah. That would have changed so much. Yeah. Um, Well, I was an unsaved teenager and growing up in like a really spiritually dry, spiritual, um, absent place. 
and there was just a lot of despair in my teenage years. I cried a lot. Like I yeah. was, I was just really um, hopeless, honestly. Yeah. And so, man, I think that I would just say, hold on, like buckle up because you are going to receive the biggest gift and blessing that you could ever possibly imagine. And you will be able to reach more people and, and give more hope and, um, true love to people than you will ever even imagine. So just hold on, hold on girl. Like it's coming. Yeah. Mine would be, I have two. Um, mine would be one is really superficial. Mine would be Please don't ever dye your hair uh, dark brown black again. Um, <laughs> you that. did that twice, honey. Wasn't a good look. <laughs> Wasn't a good. You will, will regret that. Um, and then we, I would say, I would listen to my parents more. Um, yes, amen. Um, maybe not obey all the time. I'm just kidding. I would just like give my parents more respect in my internal life rather than. I'm not saying like I would be more be obedient, like like I've done what I've done, but like I wish I just had more of a mindset. Of, like you, earlier on, I would have realized they're humans just trying to do the best they can with what they've got, and they've got junk going on too that you don't really see, and they're trying to protect mm. you from. So like they're doing their best. Don't give them such a hard time. Would be mine. Yeah. So yeah, that would be mine. Yeah. Okay. And final question here, just because we're running short on time. Uh, like I said, we will add these to our next seasons and try and cover as many of these topics because we really appreciate your interest. And, um, but this last question is how has this podcast experience been for y'all highs and lows lessons learned behind the scene failures, struggles, laughs. How can we pray for y'all in your season of life right now, but also with the podcast stuff? Aww. I know that was a nice one. We love you, whoever you are. <laughs> uh, okay, so when when the c c the idea of this came up, um, you know, I had to just say, listen, I'll show up for things, mm -hmm. but uh, to do the podcast, but I can't be in all the planning and everything of it. And I do think it it took a lot more time. Yes, um, you know, I think five to six hours on these Saturdays um, has been a sacrifice of time. Yep. Um, you know, I, I love getting this stuff out. So the, I think the podcast, it's been fun. Like I yes. love sitting here and yeah. doing this. Yes. Um, but you know, it's, um, it's, it's taken a lot of time because we all threw this in halfway in the year. Like, yeah, I, was, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then like the demands of now let's have this out. And stuff. Well, and so none of us had ever practically done one. We had no idea. how. Well, long. I did one before. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I did a podcast before. And I, I do remember, but it was like, okay, if I don't have to do the editing. Yeah. And if I don't have to, you know, all this, you know, like, because yeah. um, then it morphed into then we have to um, get together on a yes. pre podcast recording. It did. Planning yeah. session. So yeah. So like every, every great idea grows. <laughs> yes. But I think what's, it's, what's helping me about, you know, say, okay, this is okay, Deanna, yeah. because I did bring something in, um, is some of the feedback that we've gotten. Yeah. And I know the value of just hearing, I've, I've been able to be around people that we just have conversations about this kind of stuff. Yeah. And I know that people that can't have this, 
just to hear us talk. So I think the feedback has been such a huge encouragement and it's kind of like, okay, Deanna, it's worth the time putting into it. So yeah. Yeah. And it's been fun watching um, Lauren buy all this stuff. Like, (laughs) yeah, we look pretty professional here. We do look pretty professional. professional. Like we end up being burning up by the end in this room. (laughs) Yeah, that that is true. We do need an air vent. (laughs) (laughs) What I would say is just to give y'all like a background of what this actually looks like for us, if you're wondering, is we actually didn't throw it in halfway through the year. We did start recording in January, but we decided to do this in December when we had all already planned our spiritual growth yes. plan yeah. for the year. Yeah. Yes. So we planned it. We threw it in last minute. Um, and then we immediately started recording and we had to, re- we, we kind of yeah. recorded, we, we record in batches. So when we sit yes. down to record, like today, this is our fourth episode of the day. And we've always tried to do four episodes Yes. Yeah. so that then we don't have to record every single weekend. Yeah. Right. Um, it depends on all of our schedules when we can record. So yeah. finding yeah. dates for that to work when yeah. vacations pop up, when yes. sickness pops up, blah, blah, you have to change all that. So it's a lot of like admin. It's been a priority. Yeah. It's been a lot of coordination, (laughs) give and take. But like we sit down, like she said, five, six hours on the Saturdays we do four episodes at a time. And then we always have a prep FaceTime call that's at least an hour, if not an hour and a half, maybe closer to two. And then our own prep that we do for it. Yeah. So it's, we put a lot of time, a lot of thought. We are planning to put a lot of time and a lot of thought to, you know, next season. Um, but for me, it's just been really great to, again, yeah, hear the feedback yeah. um, to just to get like us three talking on certain things, different, yeah. all back to the three generations, three yeah. upbringings, three perspectives, mm-hmm. having that on these topics as we've done, I think has actually worked. Like yeah. we were like, is this something people actually care about? <laughs> is this going to be profitable? I think it has been like yeah. the feedback has proven it has been. So that's been, yeah, encouraging. Yeah. Um, and we we love doing it. We love. We laugh I, a lot. We, we laugh, laugh a, a lot. lot. Yeah. We wish now we were just saying we wish yeah. we had like a B-roll of what yeah, we do we before, record. between, after <laughs> our recordings. We say some junk. That would, be, <laughs> that would be fun to do maybe for like season two. Just yeah. do like an entire episode of like yeah. bloopers or just like whatever yeah. we do. Well, you know, scenes. what was in, in, interesting is you know, I had this conversation with a girl at my chiropractic office and we were talking about people that have the really good messy hair look. Oh, yeah. And I was telling her, I have to work hard <laughs> to have messy hair look. <laughs> and um, and so I think about this like, OK, so it seems like we just come in and talk for the first time about things. Yeah. And this is but there is a lot of work that goes into yes. it, it seeming like we just sit down and start talking. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it, it's yeah, it is just casual conversations, but we do have a little there's, script. Yeah. yeah. There's some, there's and some, we try our best to find the line between having an outline and yeah. not actually discussing the outline because yes. our goal is for it to be genuine in the moment like we've not had this conversation yet yeah this to be the first time we're going into detail yeah. but when you're planning you do have to like actually plan Talk about just it a little enough bit. yeah so you have enough yeah. pointers and figuring out and who is do. hosting yep yeah and we'll is, stop ourselves nope this yeah. needs to be saved for the podcast yeah we'll you know? say, no stop talking yep. no yeah. save this for the this podcast be, yeah um but yeah well i will say too and and yeah this it was a very like organic ad in december like once all of our um stuff was kind of planned and so i think that we have a lot of retrospect going into season two um of some things that we really need to just be a little bit more cognizant of like the time you know i don't think any of us knew that it would be this much of a time commitment. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will also say just like a little praise report, like, because God is so good. And, um, 
you know, when he wants things done, they get done. Um, I don't know how I thought practically <laughs> that I would have the time to edit this. Like I, that, that was the plan folks is that yeah. Lauren was going to edit all the episodes and release them. As I rolled my eyes at her. <laughs> yeah. Because I say yes to everything. <laughs> anyways, the spiritual growth plan is helping me in my life anyways. Um, and then God just like, you know, um, Okay, so I happen to have a friend mm -hmm. um, who is in the video world with me and stuff. And I'm going to say, yeah, it's Zach. Yeah. Okay, Zach, you have been the biggest, yeah. biggest blessing to this podcast. Um, Zach actually um, had owned at one point like his own podcast production company. Um, and I talked to him, you know, like, okay, how much would it be if you like produced the episodes for us, you know, like, cause that's our goal, right? Like that's where we would want to be is to be, just be able to pay for him to be able to do this. And he was way out of our budget. <laughs> cause our budget is zero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but you know, goal, like, okay, that's our first practical goal and bless this man's heart. <laughs> like he came back and he told me a price. And so we just kind of settled. Okay. Well, I'm just going to figure it out the Lord will be with me and, and I'm just going to do it. Well, he came back to me and he said, you know, Lauren, I've been praying and I really feel like the Lord is telling me to edit your podcast for you. And I was like in tears. Like I remember mm, like yeah. texting both of you guys, like Zach said that he would do this. And like, I like literally when I sat down and like opened my planner and looked <laughs> at like everything that I have, I'm like, Honestly, I don't even know how this was going to get done. Like, yeah. I, I mean, and so it was just such like that was just the biggest, biggest blessing. And so Zach is our um, podcast editor. He's the one that produces the whole thing, and, like makes it all clean and crisp and professional, mm, yeah. like sounding for all of you girls who are listening. Um, he even stopped by today just to put like a certain um, like effect on the soundboard that we use to make us sound a little bit cleaner yeah, and stuff. Yeah. And so, um, we are just so beyond thankful to yeah. you and the work that you put into this. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, just a little encouragement for anybody else out there who's like thinking about doing something and how practically you're going to do it. If God wants it to get done, it will get done. Yeah. You know, um, he'll put the people and things into place just like he did with yeah. this. So, yeah. um, thank you guys so much. Yeah. Such a huge thank you. One of the things that Deanna and Erica did just both mention is the feedback has been so encouraging to hear from y'all and to just hear like, Hey, this is helping, or this helped me to think through this, or this was your best episode or, or whatever it is. Um, I had a mentor at one point tell me go where the fruit is like continue on with where God produces fruit. Mm. And we all kind of, I think, have yeah. the idea that this is something that God is doing and he's producing fruit in. And so Lord willing, we will continue to do it as long as we possibly can. Um, but thank you to the listeners, to all of the women out there who um, have really just taken the time to be edified and, and, and taken these conversations into their own circles and, and started having these, qu these questions and, uh, conversations with the people that they are attending church with, or, um, you know, just have it on the background while you're folding laundry or doing dishes or being with your kids. Um, we, we love you. Um, and we thank you so much for that continued encouragement. Um, so we are about to take a little bit of a break here. Um, we're heading into the holiday season with Thanksgiving and Christmas, you know. Um, and so November through December, we are going to break. We won't release any new episodes. Um, Lord willing, our season two will launch sometime in the beginning of 2024. 
before. Uh, we're hoping within that first month or two, continue to send us your feedback. Please send us questions. If you have any kind of topics or ideas or things that you want discussed, we would love to hear them. That is the Iron Women Podcast at gmail.com. The Iron Women Podcast at gmail.com. Send those things in. So also as well on top as the Gmail account that you can give us feedback, we want to really push you guys to go find us on Facebook and on Instagram. So go look for us right now while you're listening to this. We'll have the links in our show notes, but we have a Facebook page called the Iron Women Podcast and an Instagram page called the Iron Women Podcast. Go follow those, go like those, be sharing those. Um, And that's where you're going to find all future updates. So you don't miss our launch of season two, all the episodes to come and any fun stuff we want to get you guys feedback on. So please go find us on our Facebook and Instagram at the Iron Women Podcast. We love you guys. Happy holidays. We hope that you guys have the best of time celebrating all of your Mm -hmm. traditions and all of that. Mm -hmm. And thank you guys for supporting us through this last season. See you next year. Yeah. See you next year. Bye. Signing off. Hey, sisters. Thank you all so much for spending your time with us. We are excited and expectant for everything Jesus is going to do through these conversations. If you found this encouraging, insightful, or if it brought you some moments of joy or laughter, go ahead and share this episode with your spiritual sisters to keep today's conversation going. Then come on back and hang out with us on the next episode of The Iron Women.